guys, on today's show of you kids, we got a great show for you. We got some hot takes. We're breaking down our new top five segment where we list our top five college football teams, and we're giving you some picks for the weekend. So let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is October 4th, and we are finally in the heart of football season. How are you doing today, Tim? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I cannot wait for college football this week. Things are going to change this week for the better and for the worse for some teams. We will be getting into it with our picks at the end. But first, and we have a new segment, our top five we'll be debuting. But first, Tim texted me this weekend and over the course of the week saying he had some hot takes. So we're starting our new segment, Tim's Hot Takes. What do you got for me, Tim? Well, so this is my first hot take here. And this one could be too hot. <laughs> oh, God. Way too hot. I, I'm, I'm saying Michigan could go 7-5 and five this year. Oh. Well. Because they have games against Iowa, Penn State, Notre Dame, MSU, and OSU left. <laughs> if they can win one of those, they will only finish seven and five. Now, the easy take would have been to say that they could go that, that they'll finish eight and four. For me, that wasn't hot enough. I had to go that they will be seven and five. Yeah, I could see that looking at the schedule now. I see. Well, yeah, they got three the more wins. Being, I see I they think. could. I, I see they could beat Iowa this week because they are at home and they do play better at home. However, they did not look good in any of their games besides the game last week, which nobody cares about. They always look good in those games. So I'm going to hold off on the Iowa breakdown because that's actually one of my picks this week. Okay. But outside of that, I see them beating Illinois, beating Maryland probably, and beating Indiana. Even though Indiana Mm -hmm. weirdly plays them close. They do? Penn State's a loss. Ohio State's a loss. I think Notre Dame's probably going to be a loss. And Michigan State, uh, it's at Michigan. There's a good chance that's probably a loss, but I'm going to hold off until I see what the Michigan State offense looks like against a good Ohio State defense. But, yeah, that's probably all losses. Unless Michigan comes out this weekend, which I'm holding off on my take against for Iowa Michigan. We'll see what happens this weekend. But, yeah, I could easily see that. I only see three probably wins, and the rest are pretty heavy losses. Correct. That's that's why I had to get this out there now because a lot of home games though. Because a lot of home games. we do have to see what they do next week, but the takes got to be out there that they'll yes. go seven and five. Quite possible. I, all right, fair. I'll allow it. <laughs> because it would not be a hot take next week if they lost to Iowa, saying that they would go seven and five. Oh, that yeah, would not they, be a hot take at all. If they lose to Iowa, it's game set match. Call the season over. We talked about hardball last week. We'll see what happens, but yeah, this this season's an absolute failure, and they're not winning. They're not winning out <laughs> with that schedule. That's brutal. They do play a lot of home games against. They Tuffy. do. They, they do to... still have home matchups. But... Yeah, they got Notre Dame at home, Michigan State at home, and Ohio State at home. But all three of those, I would say, are most likely losses. Maybe one win in there. Maybe between Notre Dame and Michigan State, probably. Maybe unless like Correct. Justin Fields get hurt, then you know, mm-hmm. obviously, this take is null and voided. But. <laughs> Outside of a, a horrific injury or something. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a very fair assessment of the Michigan State right rest of the season. And I think it's more of also like a um, just showing how good Penn State has become this year and how I was not expecting it. Because I had always said at the beginning of the year, starting out, 
Michigan would go ten and two, and they'd lose two of their biggest game. They lose two of their three biggest games. They'd lose two of three to Notre Dame, MSU, and OSU. But now I'm seeing them pretty much losing all three of those games. Yeah, Penn State's legit. They're actually my team. I don't know if we want to do this now, but they're my team that I think might, might maybe beat Ohio State. Because Mm. there is, I'm looking at the Big Ten right now. And I don't know what your other hot takes look like. I don't know if this is a pick of yours with this Michigan State game. But I was thinking today, because the Michigan State game is the night game this Saturday. It's a good game in Columbus. Is there a team that can beat Ohio State before the college playoffs this year? Because I would argue, right now, this is the best Ohio State team we have seen in years. They are talented on both sides of the ball, but they are very good offensively right now in the Brian Day scheme. They are Justin Fields has unlocked another level to the Ohio State offensive scheme, which if you even thought that was possible. And the defense starring, what was it, Chase Young, the defensive end, is extremely yeah. good. They are extremely well-balanced on all sides of the ball. I don't know if you want to take this question first, but do you? I can certainly do it if you want because I have thought this out. Is do you see Ohio State losing a game this season? First, I'm going to sneak another before take the in there <laughs> yeah. because Damn. we are going to stay with the the Michigan State game, and that is just a selfish take for me. I can finally enjoy the MSU season, <laughs> and that is simply because that Indiana game has lowered my expectations. They're an average football team. They can do they can be good and they can be bad, but it's not it's not just the offense is really bad anymore. Now it's kind of like they're an average football team. Okay. Fair enough. Um I with that not- being said, <laughs> I can go into the OSU and be happy, extremely happy, if they keep it close. And they end up pulling it out, because, and that's that's based on no facts, no how teams are playing. That's simply based on how MSU has been able to go into OSU and win when they are not supposed to. Yeah, the most dangerous Michigan State football team is a very big underdog Michigan State football team because what Correct. they're getting what twenty one points or something like that. I think is what I last saw that line at. That is when you have a dangerous Michigan State football team is when they are heavily underdogs. They tend to perform the best. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win the game, but they tend to perform the best. Um, Yeah, I I think that's fair. I was thinking this week, I don't know if it's part of your picks, but going into this, this is what brought up the question, like I said, is there a team in the Big Ten that can beat Ohio State this year? And I was thinking about it in the context of the Michigan State game because I'm thinking, yeah, Michigan State, in order to beat Ohio State's at that point where they are so well balanced on both sides of the ball that in order to beat them, you're going to have to have a team like the 2016 Penn State team that beat them because they are back to back Big Ten champs at this point. The last time they, they suffered a big loss was in 2016 to that Nittany Lions team where they had good defense and a good offense. Michigan State, unfortunately, they can. Their defense usually shows up in these types of games. They usually scheme very well and play extremely well in these types of games and keep it close. The offense is my concern because you're going to hold Ohio State. If you're going to beat Ohio State, you're probably going to hold them to anywhere between 25 and 28 points. So you got to match that offensively. And I don't think Michigan State has the offense to match that. So then I was thinking, well, do you want to do you want to rebuttal that? <laughs> I was just going to say I would agree. In order for Michigan State to win this game, they have to hold Ohio State to under 21 points. 
If they can hold them to under 21 points, I think I think they will end up in a position where they have the ball at the end of the game with the ability to win it. Okay. If they hold them with a if they hold 21, them under 20, number? 21 points, if they hold them under 21 points, they Michigan State will have the ball with an opportunity to win it. I think that is a daunting task to try to hold them to 21 points, but I would agree. If they can do that, then that 21 game is points going, is yeah. like 21 points is wishing for too much too. 28 yeah. is kind of like the middle ground where you don't know if they would have a chance, if they wouldn't have a chance because of their offense. Right. And then anything over that, there's no chance. There's no way they can even come close to a shootout no. against Ohio State. Not a chance. They got to keep them in there. I think that's what every big team, Big Ten team, has to do because I don't think there's a Big Ten team that can win a shootout with Ohio State this year. Because then I was thinking, well, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I was gonna say that I do think Penn State might have the athletes to do it. That's where I'm getting. So I thought next logical. Who's the next best? Who's the best team right now? that everybody's leaning towards in the Big Ten outside of Ohio State. It'd be Wisconsin, right? Wisconsin's got the defense to hold them below 30 points. But they don't have the quarterback play in the air raid game that they would need. They have the running back, obviously. But that is the same formula we have seen every Wisconsin team in the history of time when they play Ohio State, and it is not enough to win. It's the the repeat of the 2017 Big Ten uh, championship game, basically, where at the end of the day, you're going to need to make some plays through the air, and I don't think Wisconsin has the quarterback to do that because you can scheme. This Ohio State team will be able to scheme for a very good running back. He's still going to get his yards, but they're going to need to put up some more points. The only team that can do this is Penn State. They have the athletes on defense in that front seven to cause chaos for Justin Fields, and they have enough offensively to outscore them and win that type of game. They still got to keep them under 30 points because I think if Ohio State team scores more than 30 points, it's over. No team's winning in the Big Ten. If you can keep them under 30, Penn State is the only team. I say the magic number is about 25 to 28. That you are going to win that football game, I think, Penn State, because they have the offense to do it. That was the only team I could see beating Ohio State this year in the Big Ten. I don't hate that take at all because I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's the perfect take because my football brain is perfect. But... (laughs) Not so much in the betting world this this year so far, but it's the only thing I can see, minus obviously a a big injury on either side of the ball. But Ohio State is just so good this year. This is the this is the best Ohio State team I think I've seen in a while. I'll say because they are they are I think they have enough bona fides on defense to compete with an SEC team or whoever they face in the playoffs. Enough to compete, and they have an offense that can fly. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to win. Don't get me. We're not getting that far where they're going to win a playoff game. But I think it's going to be much, right. much closer than it will have been in years past. They are a very good football team this year. They, they are very good. And you may see some semblance of that in my rankings. I would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> you got a, another with that being take. said, I have yeah. one last take. And that is Clemson in 2019 is no different than 2018 UCF. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. All right, I want you to pull up their schedules right now. Okay. Well, I already know the Clemson schedule is atrocious, so, and we're going to get to that in a moment, but I'm pulling up 
UCF's schedule here? You're, what Clemson, year are we looking at? What year are you said? I was looking at 2018 schedule because right. I started looking at uh, UCF schedule and that's just national champ one. UCF, right? <laughs> this is not national champion UCF. Oh, that's right. <laughs> this is the one where they went yeah. undefeated the year before, and then this year yep. they went undefeated again, but still didn't make it to the playoffs. I remember this. Moment. Yep. I'm off a little bit, but yes. All right. I got it pulled up here. So, why is it showing me 2018? So, 2018. They beat Pittsburgh, who you never know what you're going to get with Pittsburgh. They're not that good of a football team, but they got the same as they got the exact same stuff that, uh, that, um, they got the exact same stuff going on every year. Um, and Clemson lost to them last year, too, didn't they? Did they not? Uh, no. I don't think they lost to Pitt last year. I don't remember that in my recollection. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Didn't, didn't was... Pittsburgh beat somebody crazy? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Clemson yeah, This came is going close way to... off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Clemson lost. They did lost not come yet. close to beating Clemson. No. <laughs> they got smoked. Um. Anyways, good radio here. Great radio, because now I got to try and get back to the UCF schedule. But UCF went undefeated. Didn't really play that many teams. They played Cincinnati. They beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati was twenty-four in the country at the time last year. The thing that really struck me that was weird that I found out that I didn't remember that UCF got a game canceled to the Hurricane last year, and the yeah. year before that they had. Three canceled due, due to a hurricane. Yep, they're big fans of getting also games wild. So they play. They played Temple. They played Memphis, and then they even played a close game against LSU in the Fiesta Bowl. So going into the season, they were undefeated in the previous year. They were not ranked high though in preseason rankings simply because they were UCF. Then they went undefeated again. Did they deserve to make the playoffs more than this Clemson team would have if they go undefeated based on how they've looked so far this year? So this is going to reflect in my rankings. And I would say, here's the problem. And we're going to get to this with a take Danny Cannell had in a moment, which was out of this world. (laughs) But. I would argue the player, the caliber of player Clemson has is better than the caliber of player UCF had. But if you go purely based off schedule, no. Clemson plays a schedule that makes me want to throw up when I look at it. It is disgusting how bad Clemson's schedule is this year. They play the most scrubs of scrubs teams I have ever seen. They did play Texas A&M. They beat them 24-10. At have Clemson. you watched them? I have. I'm going to get there. That is the only game on this schedule that you can say they played a semi-competitive team compared to what they are offering. They have not looked good, though. They are about to play, for those of you who don't know, Florida State, Louisville, Boston College, Woodford, NC State, Wake Forest, and South Carolina. They have played Charlotte before that. They have played Syracuse before that. They played Texas A&M, which was a good scheduled game, and Georgia Tech. They beat UNC, who is 
bottom at the bottom rung of the ACC this year. The ACC is a garbage conference this year, by the way. But they played a bad UNC team and won by a singular point. Sarah or Clemson, Trevor Lawrence is not playing well, which I think is what you can attribute most of this to. But they have looked really bad. And if they don't start blowing out teams towards the end of their schedule, there is no reason outside of the fact that we are going to honor the fact that they were national championships last year, which was a completely different team, that they should make the playoffs. But they are going to, because when I get to my rankings, we are going to see exactly how they're going to make the playoffs based on how things are about to fall apart for everybody else. (laughs) Fair enough. It'll make a little bit more sense when I reveal my top five. But yeah, no. Based off schedule alone, their schedule is not better than the UCF team schedule last year. It is absolute garbage. <laughs> it's horrible, and they don't look good. They they should have they should have. I, I what was what was Mac Brown thinking going for two at the end of that game? I don't hate it, only because your UNC. So I see both sides of the argument. If it was me, I would have kicked the field goal, but. I also don't hate wanting to be a champion of the moment and being like, fuck. It was the, I like the decision. It was the wrong play call. The play call was flawed from the start. You get a better play call there, you might win that football game. There's a good chance you might win that football game if you don't do a weird non, what was it, a sweep to the side? or I can't even remember. I blacked it out, honestly. In I don't remember either. Because I had eventually, I live bet UNC, which won, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> That won me some money. Um, but I was pissed because I also took the money line. Um, but, yeah, so, it, I don't hate I, the decision. I hate it for one simple reason, and that's because I think that they got too caught up in the moment that – or they got too caught up in the team they thought they were playing against versus the team they were actually playing against. They got too caught up in the preseason rankings because I understand when you're a heavy, heavy underdog to a team – that you need to go out and win that game rather than just trying to take them to overtime and hanging in there. But Clemson at no point looked good in that game. UNC looked like they could compete with them. It didn't look like they were dying out there on the field when they were losing and starting to get tired and starting to get gassed at the end. They just couldn't get much going offensively. And until the end right there, I... That would have been the greatest moment in UNC football history ever if they had pulled that off. Because UNC football, I don't think, is going to be, even though you got Matt Brown there, is never going to be great. But just because of the caliber athlete you're going to get there. But, yeah, it's just I think it was one of those moments coaching to the moment, which I don't hate. I personally would have kicked the field goal had I been the coach, though, for the reasons you just mentioned. And being like, you know what? I believe in my defense to go get us some stops in overtime here, and we're going to go win this fucking football game in overtime. But I also don't hate, fuck this, let's go put our nuts on the table and win this fucking football game. And that's what they attempted to do. It was just a flawed play call at the end. I I don't understand why you don't try to get something up the gut there. Or, my favorite, a little play-action rollout with a tight end releasing towards the back of the end zone is a beautiful play call. (laughs) So I, I don't hate either of those. I wish they. Same. I I just wish they would have hung in there because I think they could have beat them if they took them to overtime. Definitely possible. We won't get to know, but what we will know is Danny Cannell might be an idiot. <laughs> I'm not the biggest Danny Cannell fan. 
I don't think he's a bad person. I think his analysis usually sucks. He tweeted out right after that game, and I'm going to have to put quote marks in here. I know it's a hard concept to grasp, especially in the era of eye test, in quotations, strength of schedule, in quotations, style points, in quotations, but the defending champ is the champ until someone knocks them off, dot, dot, dot. For the champ, all that matters is winning. Crazy philosophy, right? Why is he putting strength and schedule in quotation marks as if that's a bad thing? Yeah, strength and schedule is kind of important in college football because guess what? Teams from year to year are not the same. This is not the NFL where you might be able to keep your core together and they leave for free agencies. Motherfuckers graduate. That Clemson team is a much different team than last year. The defensive line is completely new. They are a younger team. They are not playing well. So, yeah, actually strength of schedule and the way they beat teams is a good marker in college football. Now, I don't know if he was just trolling us there because he has later followed it up with releasing his top five, which his top five, Clemson is number five now in the country. So they're out of playoff contention. He said, my top five on wins alone, no eye test, just resume, because now resume matters. Got beef with any of these teams. Number one, Auburn. Number two, LSU. Number three, Wisconsin. Number four, Georgia. Number five, Clemson. So I don't know what's going on with Danny Cannell, but that first tweet, was atrocious if he actually meant it. <laughs> I think. Am I looking at the right Danny Cannell Twitter? Because I'm got scrolling down. Avatar of uh, him as a Giants player. Okay. So he's a hypocrite because just on September oh. 28th, he <laughs> wrote his top eight. He says, "No need to wait until tomorrow after five weeks of college football." Hashtag DK top eight. Clemson, number one, Bama, number two, Ohio State, number three, Oklahoma, number four, Georgia, number five, Auburn, six, LSU, seven, and Wisconsin, eight. I don't know what's going After on with the the games were Twitter. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on with this Twitter. This was at 10 o'clock at night. This was after the games were played. I'm looking at yesterday at 9.36 a.m. So nothing's happened between now and then. <laughs> and I've got Literally him, nothing. Got him listing Clemson at five. What is going on, Canal? Either way, that first tweet was outrageous. He should and start I, blocking out his hate. He should yeah. just go with what he really thinks. It's absolutely ridiculous. It was the dumbest tweet, but it's a good way to get us into our top five, which I actually like that we're going to start doing this and releasing our top fives week to week. Do you want me to go first? You want to? Go, how how should we do? We're going to live plan this because we're not really big into whole planning before shows. <laughs> we want to release. Do not plan. Let's do start well, from the bottom, one after another. Started from you the go bottom first. here. Correct. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go. You want me to do my five and then your five, or you want me to do my no. one by one? All right. Start All at out. number five. All right. Nope. I go. You go. Yes. You go. I go. I got you. That doesn't right. make any sense. But go Whatever. ahead. We're rolling with it. You just said you were going first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna start with my number five, and that's LSU. God, that's my number five, too. Right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I, I really like Joe Burrow, um, and I like how they're playing. There's not too much more to it. Yeah, I mean, this LSU team is, you know, is the exact same we see every year. They play great defense. They got a good run game, but they finally got the quarterback situation figured out. They're going to be able to pass the ball. I think this is the team that I love Coach O. I've got him at number five. Because ultimately, and the theme will be here, the SEC is going to eat itself alive. Now, they don't eat themselves alive like the Big 12 does, where dog shit teams beat good teams. But they're so top-heavy this year, it is unreal. 
there is no way. This is how Clemson's going to get in because I actually believe we're going to have all four conferences potentially represented this year, which will be a first. But I got LSU at number five. I think there is a chance they beat Bama this year. I don't love the, what I've seen out of Bama so far. Obviously, they're kicking the crap out of teams. But just off eye test alone, it looks a little different. They're dealing with some injuries. It just looks different. I think this is the LSU team that ends up potentially beating Alabama this year, getting over the hump, which I would love for Coach O. But they are my number five team as well. <laughs> yeah, I love Coach O, too. It's yeah. as simple as that. I love Coach O. I like, I love Joe Burrow. And I like what they're doing down there. Every time LSU plays at night, they scare the living hell out of me. Yep. Now, they do have to go into Tuscaloosa against uh, Alabama. and But they get Florida at home. They get Auburn at home, which is going to be a great game. I mean, the mm-hmm. SEC this year is back to that. There is no disputing. They are When you look at the top of that conference, they are the best conference at the top four positions. Not through and through. I will not say they're the best conference doing through because when you get to the bottom of the SEC, it is really bad, as we saw last week with Auburn kicking the absolute snot out of Mississippi State. But the top four teams, I would argue that is the best. Even, even five. I'd add Florida. And five, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Add Florida in there. The top five. That is the best top five out of any conference, and I don't even think it's close. I don't either. I like LSU there, my fifth best team right now. I think there is a chance, a chance. I don't think it's a great chance, but I think it's a chance they may see themselves in the playoffs this year. Because I do think as long as they can stay healthy and still play this brand of football that they're playing, that they actually go into Tuscaloosa and upset Alabama, who I would assume would be a favorite in that game. They got the corners to do it. They got the inside front to do it. They got a quarterback finally that can actually air the ball out and pass and have an effective pass game. They've got the run game like they normally do. I really like LSU, but they're at my number five for right now. It was really hard to not move them up further on my board. But I like my board. I'm actually about to make an adjustment in real time looking at it. But I like my board overall. <laughs> All right. Well, with your adjustment, I'm going to let you go first for the number four. Since we had the same for number five, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to steal your thunder. Go. So my number four. So this is where I was about to make a slide. This is going to be a little con- con- controversial here. <laughs> Put Bam at four. I'm moving okay. Bam at four. I have wow. them at two going I'm moving them to four because I am not I am not celebrating their weakness of schedule. I'm giving praise to a stronger schedule. Like I said, based off what I have seen, Alabama, obviously, if you look at the box scores, you look at the games, they are obviously a very good team. But I just something seems off this year. It doesn't look as crisp right now. They look like they're kind of starting a little slower than I would like. I I'm discrediting them for their schedule. It's not as bad as Clemson's, but it's not as great. Um, they do play Texas A&M, so this game against Texas A&M is going to be a test for me to see, okay, is this Bama team as good as everybody's making them out to be, or are there some weaknesses that can be exploited? So they could very well make themselves back to the two spot, which is where I had them before I moved them in real time right now. But they're at my four spot right now until I see something against Texas A&M, which is they're going to win that game. But I think that's going to be a good test to see does this team have some actual holes that can be exploited by the LSUs of the world, by the Auburns of the world? So we'll see. I would, say that, I would say that wouldn't be a bad test, but Texas A&M struggled against Arkansas. And that Arkansas is, the- is <laughs> <laughs> not good. Arkansas is almost like the True. Rutgers of the SEC. But they're playing them at Texas A&M. So it's a home game for Texas A&M. Texas A&M typically plays a little bit better Fair. at home. 
that crowd is rowdy. It's a 3.30 game, mm-hmm. not a night game like I would like it to. So, like I said, Alabama's going to win that game. It's just I want to see if you have – if the holes that I believe are there are there. And we can go into that more next That's week. That's fair enough. I, I want It's a wait and see for them. They're at number four because I am about to celebrate a team that has done exactly what we ask every college football team to do, but nobody ever does, and you'll see that in a moment. All right. Well, I feel like we're going to have very similar um, top fives here. And they were probably exactly the same until you made your um, switch right there. And I'm going to go with Oklahoma for my number four. Um, They're number four because they play in the Big 12, so they clearly don't have any defense. They never will. They never do. Um, And Jalen Hurts looks like Jalen Hurts from his freshman year at Alabama. He looks incredible. Lincoln Riley has him rolling a lot like how Ryan Day has gotten to Justin Fields. Completely changed him, made him into a completely different quarterback. Looks amazing. And uh, that's why Oklahoma's number four. They could be a little higher, but again, the Big 12 doesn't play any defense, and you'll never be able to see them play any defense until the college football playoff. Okay. All right. My number three, Ohio State. I don't even have Oklahoma on my top five. I got Ohio State at number three. Once again, they're the best team in the Big 10, which there's an argument that the Big 10 top from bottom is the best conference this year. It's not a great argument, but it's a good one because you look at how bad the ACC is, you look at how bad the Pac-12 is, you look how bad the bottom of the SEC is. I think the the Big Ten has an argument. It's not a good one, but it's an argument. Ohio State is by far the best team in that that conference. Penn State, like we said earlier, is my team that I think is going to really challenge them here. They're going to have some tough games, but I like Ohio State. They're fundamentally good on both sides of the football. They're good offensively, and they've got some real bona fides on the defensive end. Defensive end, Young, is a probably the best defensive prospect, I will say, in college football right now. He is phenomenal. So I like Ohio State. They're my number three team right now. I think they're making the playoffs, and they are one of the most well-rounded teams right now. And I was very wrong. We don't have anything similar um, <laughs> because my number three is Georgia. I think they're very good. They have the most talent in the NCAA, and I don't know that that's even a question, but I think they're the most talented team. I just don't think that they're going to live up to the hype. You saw it a little bit against Notre Dame. They looked great, but when they had the chance to put them away, they didn't. Um, So that's why I think they're down at number three. All righty. My number two? Uh Auburn Tigers. Go Tigers. Whoa. I have them at number two. I am celebrating a team that went out and has played a tough schedule right off the bat. They scheduled Oregon. They won that game. They've scheduled Texas A&M. They went into Texas A&M and won that game. They got Florida this weekend. They're going to play LSU. They're going to play Georgia, and they're going to play Alabama. This team is doing what we want every single football team to do. Now, most of that is in conference, so they are benefiting from a strong SEC. But they went out, and they scheduled a tough true away game now with Oregon. They are dominating at both lines of scrimmages. That is what I like in this football team. They win the battles in the trenches. I think that is where good football teams are made. I don't think they're going to be number two for much longer, but I am celebrating the fact that they are dominating the line of scrimmage. They seem to be getting better week to week, and they have played a tough schedule. They have gone out, and they are playing good teams. They're beating good teams. They look good on both sides of the ball, and that front seven on defense is arguably the best. They're doing what Clemson did last year with that front seven. We'll say that. 
they are extremely good on the defensive line, and their linebackers are flying around making plays. So I like them because they remind me the most of that Clemson defense last year that gave all Alabama so much, so many problems, and their offensive line is winning the uh, battle up front, and their defensive line is kicking ass. So I like Auburn. I think they are going to be a real problem in the SEC. I don't think they're necessarily going to win out, maybe, I, but I think they are going to be a real problem. They're going to play a lot of close games, and it's going to be whether or not they can make plays at the end of the game because I think that defense keeps them in every single game they play this year. It's just whether or not Bo Nix can go out and make some plays, which I think he's got the potential to make some upset and some noise in the SEC. I don't hate the move for rewarding them for playing a tough schedule, but I don't necessarily, I'm don't i not necessarily in love with Auburn right now, and That's simply fair. because of Bo Nix. Um, but he's a true freshman quarterback. He's not looked great. He's looked serviceable. So yeah. with that being said, I'll move on to my number two, and that's Alabama. Um, I got to go with Alabama at number two. They haven't really proven anything this year, but they haven't disproven anything either this year. So True. Um, with that being said, Bama's still Bama, so I'm going with them at number two. All right, fair enough. My number one team, a team I love, love, and you, you might know where I'm about to head with this. The Georgia Bulldogs are my number one team and my favorite to win the SEC championship. For the reasons you listed them in your top five, I'm putting them number one. They are extremely talented all around. That offensive line is big and good. I think that is going to be really important when you look at the SEC teams they're going to have to beat and how good the opposing SEC team is down in the trenches. I think they can win those battles. I love Jake Fromm. He's my favorite quarterback. He's not the best quarterback in college football, but he's my favorite. I love him. I think he, with that kind of quarterback, he's going to keep you in football games late. He's not going to lose you a game, and I think he's going to go out and win some games this year. I love Georgia. Kirby Smart has built a new Bama in Georgia. Yes, a new Bama. He's recruiting the same type of players. They're running very good defense. Those teams are almost identical, and we've seen it play out the last couple of years. I think Georgia finally has a team that can beat Alabama if they face them in the SEC championship. I don't necessarily think Alabama's going to get there, though, this year. But I love Georgia. They're my number one team right now. Go dogs. Well, so much like you were uh, praising OSU earlier in this podcast, um, I love OSU. They look unstoppable. They Every time I just glance at the screen, even if I'm not really paying attention to the OSU game, it seems like Justin Fields is either running for a touchdown or throwing for a touchdown or just hitting J.K. Dobbins in the flat and he's running for a touchdown. Um, it seems like they are. They might have one of the most unstoppable offenses that that has hit college football this mm-hmm. year. Yeah, and Justin Fields has unlocked him to a new level. That is that is definitely a given. <laughs> it's it's something. It's, it's incredible. It's even more than watching J.T. Barrett score fifty points or whatever he scored on Michigan State his sophomore year, um, which was brutal to watch. But anyways. Watching Justin Fields is incredible. I mean, I, that's why I'm simply going with OSU, number one. Do I think they'll win the college football playoffs? Who knows? Because the SEC looks like a, on a whole new level this year. But right now, so far, it looks like OSU has played the best football in the country so far. I'd agree. I, well, I don't agree that they play the best <laughs> football, but I agree that they, they are a respectable number one. Um, they're tough. Uh, I probably would have had them at mm, – 
Yeah, no, I, I got him at a solid three right now, but I, I respect the number one pick. Here's here's the thing, though. We are SEC heavy on this one, and people can say we're SEC favorites or whatever. The facts of the matter are the SEC is on another level this year, and they are going to really be faulted for that because they are going to eat themselves alive. Here's how I see this all playing out. I do see every conference getting their rep- power five, really, I guess power not every power five that doesn't make any sense because you would have you wouldn't have all of them in there. But well, I think Pac-12 the SEC isn't really a power five. But I think the Pac twelve is going to get a representative in. I think if Oregon wins what? out, here's the thing: because the committee, here's the thing: Oregon went in and they scheduled a tough game against Auburn, and they lost by yeah. six. I think the committee, if they win out, now they have to win out because they have looked impressive since. They have to win out and they have to continue to look impressive. But that is a good football team, and I think the committee is going to reward them for the fact that they went on the road and they played a tough game at the beginning of the schedule. They didn't get blown out. They didn't get pushed off the ball. They played a, a competitive football game, and they lost by six, and I think they're going to reward them if they're the Pac-12 champion if they went out. The SEC, I think, is only going to get one representative in because I think Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten, so you have them in. You're going to have Oregon in with the Pac-12. You're going to have the SEC with their championship. And I think you're going to have Clemson in there because they're going to win out the ACC, and that's going to be your college playoff. I'm marking it down now. Those are the four teams, I think, that are making the college. Well, I don't know the four teams. Three of the four. We'll have to see what happens in the SEC. But I think because the SEC is going to beat itself up alive, good luck getting more than one in, even though they are better. And this is going to be the strongest year case for expanding the playoff outside the top four. Do you just, just expect Do you just expect uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma to, to, get in? to Texas? Yes, because I I think the fact that Oklahoma's defense is still so bad and what we have seen in the past with them not being able to capitalize in the playoffs, I think not only are they vulnerable potentially to Texas, but I think with those other four teams, they will get in ahead of Oklahoma. I know it's crazy, but I could see Oklahoma stumbling at some point here because the defense is so bad. Okay. So you you think if Oklahoma's a one-loss team and Oregon's a one-loss team, they're going to go with Oregon over Oklahoma? Because of the scheduling of the Auburn game. I would not have said that had they not scheduled the Auburn game, but I think the committee's going to have to put up or shut up because that's what they've been encouraging, right? That's what college football Mm -hmm. keeps wanting teams to do. They keep wanting them. If Oregon doesn't get in and they're a one-loss team, what is the incentive then to scheduling these really tough road games at the beginning of the schedule? There is none. If you lose that game, it's over. So teams are going to shy away from that. So I think in order to prevent that, they're going to have to put them in because Oklahoma did not go out and schedule a big, tough road game. It's just the fact of the matter. And their conference isn't very good. They are going to play Texas, which is in Oklahoma State. I think they're, Oklahoma State's actually the team that I think might beat them because it's at Oklahoma State. And I'm sure that's going to be flexed to a night game. There's a real chance there. But I do think at some point Oklahoma is going to pick up a loss. And that is going to start. And because they didn't schedule the game and Oregon has the game scheduled with Auburn, they're going to get bumped in. That's just the way I see it playing out. Obviously, that could change a lot over the next couple of weeks. Oregon has to win out is the biggest part. If they don't win out, then it's not happening. But <laughs> that is how I see it playing out. That's fair. All right. Let's get into our picks. Picks. Let's rattle them off real quick here. I'm going to start it off. My my pick, first pick, UCF at UC, as my voice just cracked there. I like UCF minus three and a half. I know UC just did a whole new thing with their turf. It looks awesome. But that offensive line for UC is absolute garbage. They take after the Cincinnati Bengals in that fact. They can't put up points offensively. Yeah, they put up some points in the last two weeks, but they played garbage teams. It was Middle Tennessee, 
in Marshall. The first two weeks when they played actual, well, not even actual teams, they played UCLA and they struggled. And then they struggled in their second game against Ohio State, which they got brutally murdered. I like UCF. I think it's going to be closer than years past, but three and a half. Are you kidding me? Take the three. I'm taking the three and a half on UCF. Is that real? Is the turf real? Yeah, the turf's real from what I understand. Oh, I thought that was fake. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. I, I saw it on Twitter, so take it with take it with a grain of salt. But I saw multiple people tweeting it, so I'm running with it as real. All right, fair enough. Well, I was just trying to clarify if that was real. My first pick is going to be um, I'm going Utah State plus 28 uh, versus LSU. I think LSU is going to be looking ahead. I think LSU is a little banged up. They need a little bit of a break. I expect them to win, maybe even in convincing fashion, but not by 28 points. All right, interesting. I'll, we'll see how that goes. I like LSU. 28's a big number, though. We'll see. Second pick, Iowa at Michigan. Michigan is a seven-point favorite. I like Iowa here. I think seven's a lot. I don't know if they necessarily win the game, but that Iowa defense, and yes, they haven't played anybody great, but Iowa is the most consistently great average team you're ever going to see in college football. They are the same team year in and year out. They're allowing 8.5 uh, points a game on defense. They're top 20 in both the run and the pass. Yeah, the best team they've played is Iowa State, who's 2-2 two and two right now. But Iowa's going to keep that game close. I don't know if I have a whole lot of faith in Michigan. Yeah, they just kicked the crap out of uh, Rutgers, and people are saying they got their offensive groove back. We'll see. This is the true test against Iowa. Iowa plays fundamentally good football in and out. I think this is going to be a very close game. I don't know if Iowa wins, but 7 seems like a big number there. I like Iowa at seven. I think that's what it opened up at because it's a. I'm it seeing three and a half. Oh, well, it's scratch moved. that. <laughs> it's moved Actually, quite a bit. No, seven's a big number. I'm taking, um, and I like that as well. Three and a half, small number. Don't really like that. I'm staying away from it. I'm taking three and a half still with Iowa, but okay. yeah, that's bad. Let me. <laughs> I. <laughs> To be fair, I did some of my prep earlier in the week. so Okay, because I, I think that's what it opened up at, and it got that way down. All right, well, moving on. I still have them. I don't like Michigan. I still like Iowa. I think it's a close game at the end of the day. Okay, I don't hate that either. Well, I'm going to go against your favorite team here, Nate. I'm going Florida plus three at home against Auburn. I love oh. underdogs at home. Um, I know Auburn's good, but I think – Florida can get to Bo Nix, and um, he'll struggle in this game, and they'll definitely keep it close and might end up pulling out the win here. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> That's all I got to say to that. I have Auburn in Florida on my card as well. I am taking Auburn for the exact reasons I have them at number two. They dominate at the line of scrimmage. You still have a Florida team trying to figure out off about, uh, what's his name, Frank. Um who's out with a season-ending injury. Yeah, they've looked better on offense, but I still think Auburn dominates at the line of scrimmage on both offense and defense, and they win that game, and they cover. I'm taking Auburn. Okay. We'll see who wins it. A little friendly wager. (laughs) A little little pick-em-off, if we we shall. We haven't had one of those in a while. We have not had one of those. We'll see who turns up on the better side. Um I'm going to go give out my over-under of the week, and that is Notre Dame versus Bowling Green. That is set at 61.5. I think Notre Dame gets out early, stomps on them, crushes them, and I don't think Bowling Green scores very much, if at all. So 
I don't see Notre Dame putting up 61 and a half points, and I don't really see Bowling Green scoring much, if at all. And that's why I think they're going under here. Fair enough. I got to check my – I do have an over-under here. I got to check to make sure it's still right, though. Like I said, <laughs> I did my picks a little earlier in the week this week so that I can get the degenerate report out on time and not, like, at the last minute on Saturday, which did go <laughs> two for two, unfortunately, this week. We're looking to get better here, all right? We're looking to get better. Two and two ain't bad. We'll see how that goes. Um, let me – I have Oklahoma – or Oklahoma – the over in the Oklahoma versus Kansas. This is Ooh. not your old Kansas team. West Mile actually seems to be turning that program around a little bit sooner than expected, I would say. But Oklahoma's offense is still incredibly potent. They're averaging 55 points a game. When I checked the over, it was at 67.5. That number could go to 70, and I'd still feel comfortable probably betting that one because I think Kansas is actually going to put up some points on that defense. They're not going to win that game, obviously. But – I think that over is a real, real play this week for me. Uh, it's going to get me a win that I desperately need. Uh, so I'm taking the Oklahoma-Kansas over uh, at this point in time. I don't hate that one either. It is 67.5. Yep, definitely, definitely taking that. I think that is a no-brainer for me. Do we have any left? That's all. That's all the picks I got. That's all I got, too. Perfect. All righty. Well, at this point, that wraps it up for us, <laughs> as always. Peace.